podcast. I'm Rob Murphy. This is Parma. It's late in the evening. Six points to five. Connacht have edged a victory over Zebra. A little bit of uh, atmospheric audio this week on the podcast because we're so tight for time on a very short trip. We just had to do it this way. We had to shoot to a restaurant and record there. And boy, have we found a very nice restaurant. William Davis, welcome along. Trattoria Curai. Curay something. Curieri. Since 1800 in Parma. Fantastic. Yes. I think we may be the first Connacht rugby people to settle in here. Although I wouldn't bet on it. They play Zebra about five times a year at the best of times. Lindy McKenzie, welcome along. Buonasera. Buonasera, indeed. I've been trying my chow and my prego, and that's pretty much it for me on the Italian. But we do our best, and they are so nice around here. But it's kind of a little hidden gem, Parma. I think the rugby fraternity are lucky enough to know it. Especially Connacht, because no team plays more than Connacht. No, we used to get them in Europe as well. Um, I think it does. Uh, I think it's a wonderful city. Yes. It's one of the real highlights of uh, the year's rugby. What did we just have there? First course, a little bit of Parmesan cheese, Parma ham, and some local delicatessen on bread. I don't know, really fancy stuff. Which has taken some of the edge off a pretty poor night for Connick. We're going to get into it in a bit more detail than we while. You're going to hear the in-match audio. You're going to hear Kobe Fryinga. You're going to hear Andy Friend defending his side's performance. Pretty sternly defending it. Uh, might be a bit of Michael Bradley in there as well. You'll hear us at the end try and put an overview on it. But quickly to start, ooh, they're still alive. The objective stays in place. Yeah, it does. It's four points. They're four points ahead of Cardiff. Uh, I'm glad Andy Friend defended his players. I'd expect the coach to do that, especially this time of the year when it's at the thick end of it. Squeaky bum time. Yeah, it was. They didn't play well. They were very ponderous in attack. And Zebra aren't a very good side. They're, they've won three games this year out of 19 in the Pro 14. They're bottom of the table for a reason. And Connacht didn't seem to come to terms with their physicality again. It's an issue we've talked about before. They were also their illegality. But if the referee's not going to fix that, then you have to find a way around it. Uh, I'm not talking about uh, breaking the law yourself, but you've got to come to terms with it. I think, unfortunately, I thought Jack Carty had a poor night, and he's by his own high standards. Some of his kick-in, he'll be disappointed with the way he ran the game. They were under pressure, but he would have expected, I think, a couple of times to make maybe better decisions. Yeah, fair point. I don't think he was brilliant, but I, I really think there was so much else wrong as well and I think Jack Cardy was kind of dealing with a lot of stuff that was going on the back foot I thought he started well he had those bad moments in the second half but I just think there was a lot of players who didn't perform tonight I could only pick out one or two which we'll get into later that I could genuinely feel had some good games and there's a couple from the bench as well other than that it's sloppy enough for Connacht Lily first thoughts before we go to the in-match audio I think it was a bit of a, a collective. If you're talking about a poor, poor, poor performance, it's a bit of a collective. I don't necessarily think it was a poor performance. I just think, and, and I know William said about illegalities or whatever, I just think they weren't incisive enough when it came to their their attack. Um, and we have to give some credit to, to uh, Zebra for the defence, and even Michael Bradley said, and remember, Michael Bradley actually even in the press conference said that he had studied the way Connacht had played and so they he had done his homework so they were ready for that defence so yes look at the end of the day you know Connacht got the four points that's brilliant they will learn from it I think this is a team remember that's 
really in a position where they actually would be expected to win. And remember, they have lost in Palmer for the last two seasons. So to come out of it on this third time with a win is the most important at the end of the day. Remember, ultimately, though, this was a pretty poor game to commentate on. Uh, 6-5 says it all, so we're, we're, we're going to debate a little bit more as how poor a performance it was, was it really from Connacht. In a long season, do you have to accept there's going to be days like this? Do you have to accept that it's about grinding out the results? And maybe that's what Andy Friends is looking at, and that's why, as you'll hear in a little while, he was relatively happy with his players afterwards, which you know might surprise a few people. Let's tell, tell the story of the game and give you a bit of insight into how stop start it was. Here it is, some in-match commentary. Following on from that, we're going to hear from Andy Friend and Colby Fienga, both of them talking to me, and a little bit from Michael Bradley, William Davis called up. Oh, McKeown's all the way out there. It's still stopped on the 22, though. On we go since that break. Dennis Buckley with the carry. The initial break was high-octane stuff from Jared Butler's. Debris not rolling away. They've been at that a couple of times. I'm sure they were getting warnings. Penalty for Connacht on the 22. Well, it's an opportunity for Connacht to get some points on the board. It was just a badly overthrown line-out, and uh, Jared Butler was away. Nice offload. Uh, Peter Robb on his shoulder didn't really have the pace. Tieran O'Halloran maybe should have just let it go through his hands, get the ball out to the winger. He hesitated for a second, came back inside. Zebra's defence, quite good, but they got a little narrow. Connacht just not maybe quite physical enough at the breakdown on the on the first drive-throughs. So they, they'll be happy to get three points here. Five and a half minutes gone here in the Stadio Lanfranchi. Beautiful town, Parma. Really nice on the streets today, just walking around with the sun shining. Carty has nailed that kick, and Connacht are up and running, William, 3-0. That's what they want, and I think they'll see a lot of that tonight. I think points are absolutely vital. You, you, want, to get, you want to establish a foothold in this game before you start trying anything. And I think that's, the coaches talked about it during the week. Jimmy Duffy, when we spoke to him about 45 minutes before kickoff, very similar. You have to earn the right to start playing rugby you need to first of all establish yourself Connector 8 metres from the line underneath the post as Gavin Thornbury takes the ball into contact is tackled and presents the ball Marmy and Dennis Buckley again dominance from Connacht territory and possession can they finally make it tell on the scoreboard they just lead by 3 points nil for the moment Carty flat pass I don't know if McKeown had to stop before he received that really and I don't think that's what they wanted is this every player receiving treatment inside the 22 over on the right hand side that is uh, distracting things a little bit. Zebre have stolen the ball on the ground, off their feet, over the ball. Six penalties against Zebre now. What to do from a Connick perspective? What to do from Ben Blaine's perspective? With the Connick perspective, I get the points on the board. Um, that was, again, it was a Zebre error. They should have got the ball off the pitch. Connick recycled it well, but the, the ball was slow all the time. Uh, whether it's illegal, uh, it was illegal right at the end. Zebra have worked very, very hard, but they're slowing Connacht ball down all the time. So the, they are being Connacht are being sucked in to those uh, rock areas, where they're, and they're just not getting the ball out quick enough. Jack Carty with this penalty opportunity. It's well inside the 22. It's 20 meters in from the left-hand touchline. It's only 15 out from the try line. It's kicked one from a similar position early on in the game. 22 minutes gone, the first half. Connacht, as you, if you have been following along, you know well Connacht have been dominating this one, but they haven't been making a count, so that will mean quite a lot to them for now. They've doubled their lead, six points to nil. 
a minute and 25 seconds drawn into the second half. No change to scoreline. Connacht still leads 6-0. But Zebra starting to ask questions of the Connacht defence. The first 10 minutes could shift the entire half. There's an opportunity here for Zebra. One more offload. And maybe they're in. Connacht are just about slowing them down. But the offloads are still coming. They're almost over the line. Five metres from the line. Now the extra bit of leg drive. Have they got the first try of the game? Yes, they have. Four, five recycles. That is their first piece of possession in the Connick 22 in the entire game. And it's led to a try. Well, the way they scored the try, the way they set the try up was the way they were working just towards the end of the first half. Little one-up runs and offloads, players coming into the line, a little bit of speed. And Connick's defence pattern there just sort of started to, to shrivel. Thought they might have got away with it. There's a missed tackle there in, in mid, might have been Peter Robb. And it worked away from there. And that is, a, it's a very good try. It's good work by Zebri, but that's what they were doing in the last five, six minutes of the, of the first half. Dave Heffernan has the ball off of that Cardi pass, and he's just scampered along the ground. Oh, Blade spotted a gap there that he can go through, and he's up towards the 22 before he's eventually ankle tapped. That presents a really good ball, and if it comes out quick, it might work. Dennis Buckley, Dominic Robertson McCoy, he takes it into contact. Tiernan O'Halloran was just outside him. Dennis Buckley needs to clear this out, and they do need good clear outs. They're inside the 22, four metres inside the 22. Here's a carry for Gavin Thornbury. And Connick just want to get players on the shoulder and make sure they're ready to go again. Out it comes to Carty. Tom Daly has it. Daly, what an offload. Here's Peter Robb. Robb could be in here if he keeps going. One more offload will do it. Daryl Eder has he scored. He's in the corner. Was he held up? Is it a try? No decision yet. We'll go to the TMO. But that was good rugby. The offload from Daly to Rob, it was right time to a split second to make sure it wasn't forward. But if he's relitigating this forward pass... Oh, that's forward. That's on, forward. On pass. the replay. Yeah, that's forward. He's, he's in front of him. It's, it's, but, the, but he reaches back to grab the ball. Well, he, he might reach back to grab the ball, but he's actually standing in front of the player when it's passed, I think. Yeah, well, there's... There's two views from the commentary, but I have to say it did not look forward to me. It looked fine. But uh, well, William well, is saying fair, otherwise. To be fair, they haven't made a decision yet. The referee's earpiece has fallen out again. Well, it's been a stop-start game, but this is probably the most interesting stoppage. No try. We can see from the signal from the referee, they've overturned it. And at least you know from up here, we couldn't really decide, so it's not as clear-cut as you might think at home. Listen to this scoreline if you just switched on your radio in your car. Zebra 5, Connick 6. It's every bit that game as well. That's... <laughs> it's, it is a 6-5 game. It's the uh, 6-5 game I've ever seen. We had 8-7 in Cardiff earlier in the season. That result went against Connacht. And the scrum goes down. It's a penalty. If they don't get out of here, it's just bad, bad, bad news all around. Yeah, that's that's the problem, and they haven't. Uh, you'd wonder, have they reacted well to the pressure? I'm I'm not sure they have. Well, the front row's got caught there, and it's penalty on halfway. Yeah, that, it was it was six and one half a dozen of the other, but he's he's given it to Zebre, and he's going to go for the post. You don't often see a penalty taken from exactly this position. He's put it down in a torpedo. We'll see when he walks back. Is he going to just take a big run and hoof, or is he going to? Does he have a bit of? Giuglimo Alessini. Replacement scrum half, right-footed kicker. It is like a kickoff because it's bang on halfway, right in the centre spot, to put his side ahead with four minutes to go by the time he's kicked this. It's four minutes and ten seconds as he lines up. Belts it towards the post. He's missed it. Bounces in the in-goal area. Didn't have the accuracy, didn't have the height. 
two Connacht players bump into each other behind in the in-goal area. So the symptomatic of the whole night. Yeah, Daly and Copeland, but anyways, they're okay. Four minutes to go in the game, 6-5 to Connacht. <laughs> wow. We're all hanging, uh, Connacht are hanging on, we're just, hanging on. They just want the final whistle and that's not going to work. They're going to have to play some rugby before this is out, just for a few minutes at least. We would like to thank the Connacht Rugby Supporters Club, the Connacht Clan, for supporting the podcast. For the most detailed and informative travel news for away matches, check out connachtclan.com. Membership is only €10 and includes a member's gift, exclusive merchandise and much more. Go to connachtclan.com and follow Connacht Clan on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook for all your supporting needs. Andy Friend, I said beforehand, almost jokingly, one point win will be just enough for Connacht. I didn't expect it to come out like that, though. Uh, and that's all, but that's all we needed. Yeah, we needed a one-point win. We needed to, to come here and to get a win, and we got that win. So I'm really, really pleased and really proud of the boys here tonight. Yeah, how do you separate, though, the fact that it was such an error-strewn performance and so many chances didn't turn into tries? I, I was getting really frustrated with the speed of our ball. Um, but you know, if, if you're not allowed to play quickly because tackles aren't, aren't removed, then it becomes a really frustrating game, and that's what we saw there tonight. You know, I thought some of our decision-making um, to p- turn them because we, we just couldn't break that wall down, and fair play to, to Zebra too. I thought uh, they played with a lot of pride in front of the home, home fans there tonight, and they were tough, really tough. That's why Connor have lost here the last couple of years, but um, tonight we're a different team, and we etched out that win. 6-0 at time. what did you say to them? keep doing what we're doing you know we had a, a theme of patience and trust this week trust what we've done we've been together now for 38 weeks um, that was our 25th game of football this year um, so trust everything we're doing and just be patient we know we know it's not going to come don't force it just keep keep asking questions which we continue to do and and uh, we'll get the win and we, in the end we did are you happy with the patience in the second half then and, and the composure yeah i was i really was i thought uh yeah, on the whole, we were very good. Put a lot of, a lot of uh, their, their set piece under a lot of pressure. We turned over some ball. Um, you know, we crossed the line only to have it called back. Was it a forward pass? Was it clear and obvious forward pass? No. Um, but again, yeah, these decisions go against you. Uh, but it didn't. It didn't. Um, we didn't lose focus, and we we hung on there for what was a really gutsy win. It, you've changed a lot of players in the last couple of weeks. It felt a bit disjointed at times tonight again. Do you look back on that with any regret in terms of that approach? No, I don't. No, Lou, I, I'm really pleased with the team we selected to go to sale. We didn't get the win there. Uh, I'm pleased with the with the, with the, uh, the 23 we selected to come here um, and we got the win. So we we came here and we achieved what we wanted to achieve. Cardiff next week, bring it on. You have to think about the fact that Connacht are in a penultimate game in the season, win it and even with a game to spare they can be in the playoffs and the Champions Cup and not be both excited if you're a Connacht fan so how do you kind of balance that with the fact that that was pretty poor performance tonight well see I don't think it was a poor performance you know I said um, Connacht haven't won here for two years as a reason because Zebra are a tough side so no I disagree it's a poor performance it may look like but it, you know we and we didn't score any tries I get that what about but, all those visits to 22 and all those opportunities uh, again, for me, we had five penalties in 10 minutes, 10 metres out. Not one card. 
give me a break, that's not footy. So when that happens, like you can only mount pressure for so long. And if you don't get reward from that, you know, you, it, opposition get, uh, they get their tails up and off they go with it. So to me, you know, it, was, it was extremely frustrating, but we, we still kept our composure and we got that win. So your message in the dressing room to the lads afterwards? Well done. Really well done, fellas. We came here and achieved what we wanted to achieve. Um, now we move on to, to Cardiff. Huge game next week. Massive, massive. They all are. We know that. Um, you know, and, and they continue just to keep fronting up and, and delivering for us. So I'm really proud of them. Colby Fayenga, that was some battle out there. Maybe just give supporters an idea of how tough it was. Uh, it was incredibly tough out there tonight. It was. Um, we kind of knew that uh, Zebra would come out and attack and defend for extremely long periods, and they did exactly that. Um, straight off the kickoff, they must have went 15, 20 phases, got into our half, and uh, it was gutsy effort from our guys to defend for so long passages and to attack for so long as well. Having said that, 6-5, low scoring, very earth-strewn game. Yep. Does it feel like that kind of game to you? Um, it did, actually. Our attack didn't go to plan. We, we created a lot of opportunities, but we weren't able to execute as well as we were hoping. We... Um, whether it was due to uh, wrong call or drop ball or bad pass, um, a lot of factors going into it. So I guess all we can do is really try and learn from those mistakes and, and, and be happy that we are creating all these opportunities and just now to the next step of trying to execute. Why is that goal for a ball not kind of turning into tries? Because multiple phases in 2022, as you said, and just not able to get that breakthrough. Uh, to be honest, if I knew, I'd probably be the attack coach. So uh, we'll just leave it to the, our attack coach and for him to analyse it. Um, all we can do is forwards to try and get as much as, as best go forward ball as we can. And uh, I feel like our pack's probably doing a pretty good job of that. And um, it's, it's now it's about just uh, linking between forwards and backs. You look at where you are on the table, it's a phenomenally successful season and a huge increase on last year. At the same time, people who watch this video will say you're big underdogs next weekend. Uh, I can't really comment on last year because I basically have, uh, have no real idea about last year. But um, this year, uh, since getting to the club, all I've known is that, that we are underdogs no matter what game it is, whether it's a big game, um, a tight game like this. Um, I, I think in, in our history as a club, uh, we've always been the underdog, underdogs and uh, it's not a bad spot to be um, when you're at the top. Uh, everyone's trying to knock you off. So um, if we can sneak in a few wins from people underestimating us, uh, we'll take a win wherever we can. That dressing room then, is it frustration or is it just relief or give us an idea? Uh, it's relief. It's, uh, we, well, we, we come here wanting to, get five, uh, wanting to win, so mm. we won. And wh whether it's by five or by 50, like, uh, it's, it's still points going toward our board. Um, and we're still in the hunt for the finals now, so uh, it's, it's definitely not disappointing that we got that we got the win. Dream scenario next weekend: home game against Cardiff, win it, and you're in the Champions Cup and you're in the playoffs. Yeah, that is exactly what we planned from the start of the year. We we didn't want to come to this season um, not trying to strive for success. So um, I, I know as a professional athlete, like no one no one plays the game to lose. So. Uh, they've got a, hungry, got a lot of hungry winners in there and um, we're all just trying our best to get to the finals. Michael, how disappointed were you were at the end that you couldn't get, couldn't get the win there? You, you really, in the second half, you had chances a couple of times, especially with the kicking. Yeah, obviously, we would be very disappointed. Um, I thought we, did, we, we didn't start well in the match, if you want to do the match as a whole. Uh, we didn't get any rhythm. Um, it's the first 20 minutes for sure, and then we settled down. Um, I thought our defence was incredible in, in, in the first half. I mean, kind of put us under a lot of pressure. 
uh, continuous pressure uh, for, for the majority of that half to play very well. I think both defences were on top. There wasn't a lot of space, really. Uh, both both teams liked to like to uh, to keep the ball alive and and throw the offload. And um, you know, the, the, I suppose that we neither side has mastered the kicking game yet, and um, that was evident today on both sides. And then I think we had opportunities really in, in the second half. I mean, we just talked a little bit about uh, you know uh, if we can kick the ball between the posts. Um, we'd have won the match, you know, and so, and if we'd won the match, we would be kind of a different feeling in here, uh, uh, and so that that's that's where it is. So to answer your question, we were very disappointed. We didn't play well enough in the first half, but we did play play well enough in the second half to win it. And, and overall, with the season, obviously we're judging it from from an Irish perspective. You've you've struggled a little bit at times, but do you see? And feel that maybe going forward into next season, that you have uh, a group of players here that you can maybe develop a little bit more. Yeah, ironically enough, uh, this time last year we had six wins. This time this year we have six wins, different competitions. But um, I mean, the, the, the players. I mean, like we okay, we didn't win today. Uh, kicking issue. We we had same similar issue against Treviso here at uh, in in December. Uh, we had an opportunity against Leinster in Viadana. We had an opportunity against the Cheetahs here. So I'm I'm happy in the sense that we're creating the opportunities and just disappointed that we're not that we're not knocking over the knocking over the wins. From a coach point of view, you look at the um, the effort that the boys put in again today. Fantastic, you know. We 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 tried very very hard to win that match. Um, we just were inaccurate really in some areas. So there's no fear of of um, the talent that's in the in the club. And uh, a couple of exceptions, um, age-wise, uh, but a lot of a lot of the boys are are young and they're learning. And today will hurt us a lot, you know, because uh, we needed to win the match and we didn't. So we'll learn from that, I hope. And next year, it'll, as you say, it'll it'll help us next year. And did Connacht surprise you? Were you were you were you pleased with the way you were able? Seemingly at the breakdown area to close them down and and really put them under pressure. They could they were got a lot of slow ball, and your defence line was pretty strong right through the game. Yeah, I, th- I thought it was an amazing, uh, especially first half. It was amazing. We, th- we kept the pressure on on Connacht in, in the second half, but I mean not to concede a try in the first half was was fantastic. Uh, credit uh, to the boys and like last year, a lot of people were talking about our attack, but it was actually our defence was uh, was was top notch last year. Um, and kept us in games and gave us the opportunity to win games. And today was the same. Um, the Connacht didn't surprise us. We we knew how they try and play. We 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 know their style of play, and they're playing very well at the moment. And in the league, the 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 recent form is is uh, is top class, you know. So um, and we know where their strengths are, and we know where they tr- put pressure on uh, on teams. So there was no surprises there. But um, and, and like. From that point of view, they only scored six points in the match. So, I mean, it's probably our fault that we didn't win the game uh, in the sense that we just didn't take our clear chances, which we didn't. So that's life. And if you're analysing, are they a bit predictable, Connor? Can you see, I know coaches look at things like that, but were you confident before you went in that you could actually stop them, particularly in attack? Uh, Well, I mean, they're, they're, they're... they're predictable, but it works for them. You know, Leinster are predictable, but it works for them. 
this year to lose are predictable and it works for them. So you have to be able to stop it. Uh, and the, I mean, again, defensively, if you were to separate it from attack, uh, defensively it was an excellent performance by uh, by Zebra today. And uh, if I was the kind of coach, I would love to be predictable uh, and win the matches. It's fine. I have no difficulty with that whatsoever. And that was the voice of Michael Bradley, disappointed. All right, well, not a hugely long podcast this week, but that's why we have two podcasts a week. Midweek podcast will set the scene for Cardiff. Um, some in our wider WhatsApp group wanted us to just, you know, park this, move on. Not necessarily in the podcast now, they weren't suggesting that. But there was a park this, move on mentality. And I don't think we want to do that because I think that's a little bit disingenuous to a performance that just isn't necessarily in keeping with a team that's serious about being in the playoffs you've heard the defence of it it's a pretty stern defence of it you can't play rugby when teams aren't letting you play rugby and referees aren't reffing it but at the same time there was more to it than that William wasn't there? Yeah I just thought it was a poor performance at times not all the time but there's a predictability about the attack and it's too slow and it's very ponderous it looks ponderous and there doesn't seem to be a lot of belief in it at times and the bottom line is, if they'd kicked their kicks, we wouldn't be able to park it, because they'd have lost. But they didn't. So we probably can park it and move on. But they're going to have to play infinitely better against Cardiff. Linley moving forward. They do have Bundyaki to come in. Quinn Roo is going to be crucial. I feel like Quinn Roo, in his absence, his the fondness towards him goes, because you really miss the bully in the conic pack that just doesn't seem to be there on days like this. Someone to just enforce... Maybe less bullying and more enforcing. Whatever, he's going to be important. Yeah, and don't forget his experience, you know, that he, he in Ireland and, you know, where he grew up in South Africa, that's what South Africans do, don't they? Um, that's why they've, they beat the All Blacks in a, in a World Cup in South Africa. Mm. Yeah, so Rue's going to be cru- crucial. Yeah, uh, well, absolutely. Absolutely. That physicality, possibly, as you say, the enforcer. You know, Quinn has become what is you know an, a very crucial a leader in the pack mm. from someone who was not that person a couple a few years ago and Quinn has really you know he has really developed since he came to Connacht and I think it's because he's been given that opportunity to and he's you know he has really really grown since he's been in Connacht and yes we need someone like him do you know who else might help Robin Copeland because and I bring you in on this as well William he had a superb introduction to that game and probably, probably was pivotal to shutting them down. Well, he seemed to know how the right things to do on a couple of occasions. And I think that was very important because they were hanging on. There was no... I think from the time they, the, the Connacht try was disallowed, or the non-try it was disallowed, um, they, were, they were really struggling to impose themselves in the game. Zebra weren't much better. But Copeland came in and did a couple of hard hits, good ball steal. Uh, I think he might be starting against uh, Cardiff. Connacht are not necessarily in a superb position in terms of their form, but they're in a wonderful position in terms of where they would have been wanted to be lately at this stage of the season, no matter what way you look at it. A 19-game campaign, one win and you're in, and hey, guess what? That's at home. Any sort of win, a one-point win. Doesn't matter. They get two bonus points. You're in. 
would take a five six one and win, wouldn't yeah. we? You know, look, you have, I think sometimes you know people have huge expectations of a team that had gained momentum and then has lost a bit of momentum for various reasons. You possibly could go back to the Challenge Cup and say, you know, did Andy Friend make the right decision in making so many changes for that Challenge Cup game, thinking that he was saving players, Very fair question, yeah. thinking he was saving players for this weekend. What is the result of that? One, they lose the Challenge Cup, and two, maybe there is a lack of momentum. I think the other thing you have to go back to is how often are Connacht in this position? Not so often when they've had such a good season that they're actually looking at qualifying for you know the, the playoffs or the semi-finals. So, and there's about three teams who are all in the same position, and this is a team that is. Remember, it's you know we do have some experienced players. We've got likes of Jack Carty now, who you might say is experienced, but hey, he's only how many caps has he had for Ireland? Not that many, you know. And three, three, and none of any of them starts. No. So if you think about it, you know, Kiramami's the same. He's had a lot of caps for Ireland. How many starts has he had for Ireland? You know, so if you, you, you look back on some of these players and they're not hugely experienced in terms of the uh, maybe the mental side of being the leaders on the pitch, knowing how to adapt to situations. And I, I say, look, you know, this is a team that's developing. It gains some momentum. It's gained confidence. They've got a big game ahead next next week, and that will be a real test. I would say as well on top of that um, that if you had told me before the start of the season, William, that we'd progress, put ten extra points maybe on what they did last season, develop some new faces, and just be in the mix towards the end of the season, I would have taken that honestly, and I think I said that. Mm. So this is above and beyond what I expected, just from my own personal point of view. So I'm impressed despite the feeling that maybe they've changed too many players for that Challenge Cup game and killed some momentum, you have to be impressed with where Connacht are. 56 points, two games to go, could get into the Champions Cup with a game to spare. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And they have done some fine work. Mm. But they've still got to to look at a performance like tonight and just figure out why they weren't able to close that game out a lot easier. Who's more disappointed going into the next weekend? Cardiff after their 22-point drubbing in Musgrave Park after being ahead by four? Or Connacht? Points. Uh, it has I, to be Connacht. I, I, <laughs> or sorry, I, it has to be Cardiff. I think Cardiff reckon they will beat Connacht and they will beat the Ospreys. You see, that's the thing. I asked that question wrong. Who's kind of still full of more belief? And maybe they have that bit more belief, do they? It's not the belief. It's just Cardiff reckon they, they beat Connacht and that's it. And they just expect to beat them. That's the Cardiff way. Yeah, that's the Cardiff way. Now, I'm not saying that's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, but there's a bit of arrogance there. And they'll come out on Saturday and maybe that'll get them. Or maybe it'll take them to the win. I don't. They won't die wondering. I mean, they, they played some really decent rugby last night. But only in fits and starts against Munster. But they don't really expect to beat Munster. But they expect to beat Connacht. And they will beat the Ospreys. Uh, being on a neutral venue in my view it'll, it'll make no difference I don't think the Ospreys will have enough to play for so that's the big challenge for Connacht is to actually stand up next Saturday and say well we're ahead of you we're not going to slam the door in your face Alright uh, during the week Alan and Lindley and William will be meeting up in Murty Rabbits as they always do uh, to set the scene for 
the weekend so we'll go into more detail on that I'm just going to ask you your final thoughts on today or any other business if you have any before we get going shorter than usual podcast you'll have to forgive us folks sometimes these trips are short Seth and William I think we've done what is it a 22 hour round trip is it going to be is it 24 maybe might get up to 26 might be about 26 I think if you're, if you're generous we were in Dublin airport about 4.30 this morning so it was a lot it's a long day it's coming up to midnight now and this fantastic restaurant is going to close after you guys get served dessert I've uh, skipped dessert because you know I'm an athlete ah we've been shown how to do the panna cotta is that right yes yeah, yeah I'll only make a mess of it it'll go all over me I mean podcast gold here I've never seen a pen of cotton made like that now yeah it's in a little jam kind of jar do you know what it's like it's like that funny Dutch lager that was trendy when I was hanging around in nightclubs about 30 years ago Grolsch it's like a lid like you got on your Grolsch bottle oh, I remember those I, I remember them too yeah mm. And uh, yeah, you flick your uh, sauce into your panna cotta, and I have to say, I'm starting to regret not getting one now. And then I thought, Lind- you left out, Rob, do you? I thought Lindy was mad having an espresso a, a, a drink before she goes to bed. No, she's having two because I decided to bring her another one. And then she has two espressos, and I saw that the table over there from us brought about eight espressos. So you're keeping keep, when in when in Parma. When in Parma, <laughs> I bought loads of Parma ham too. I'm just going to admit it. It's coming home in the suitcase. And I got the Parmesan cheese. Oh, yeah. yeah. 30 months. Yeah. You can buy that at Tesco, you know, Rob. Quality. Can't believe you mentioned another store outside of the great Murphy's shop. Lenny? In honour of Andy Friend, I'm going to say one thing. Olivia Newton-John. Let's get physical. <laughs> well, I'm not against the sentiment. I'm just against the whole... The, it's, it's, the juxtaposition is, 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 stri- is striking me right there. But yes, this, the sentiment is spot on. It's going to have to get that way. Connacht need to win the breakdown. Teams have attacked Connacht at the breakdown all season, which only makes it all the more remarkable that we currently have more wins than losses. Am I right, William? Did I get the stats right there? Ten and nine, isn't it? Yep. yep. Quite remarkable. And let's not forget the Connacht clan. They're worth at least five points. Yeah, it's funny because... You know, you guys will talk about it during the week, but it's looking like maybe not extended terraces, so probably about 5,000. They want to make sure, at the very least, if you're, if you're half thinking about going, both ends, go, both ends need to be firm. This is, cup, this is it. This is what this, this team's all about. And one last thing, because we just have enough time to squeeze this in, but when we've kind of been talking behind the scenes and the stuff that we're trying to find out for listeners and when we get the breaking news we have in terms of next season and players. So we're digging around. But one thing that we've heard on the grapevines, and it's only obvious, it won't be news to anyone, is agents and players are going to be sitting around watching which clubs are sneaking into the Champions Cup and which aren't when it comes to signing players if there are any opportunities and you better believe if Connick can get this wrapped up in what as it is now six days time from where we are he's just gone past midnight that's going to make a huge difference maybe to one or two key signings for next season correct? Absolutely I think it's um, it's a way of getting players over the line Mm. you would prefer them to just want to come to Connick but the Champions Cup has a real presence as a tournament which I'm afraid the Challenge Cup just doesn't yeah and so Lindy in a sense there's no point in saying oh after a performance like that do we even belong in the Champions Cup the only way you progress as a team is getting in there and getting better of course we belong in the Champions Cup we beat Zebra if we hadn't beaten Zebra I, I might be saying something different but we have yeah that's we very Dave Finlesque in his logic there but I don't we're still in the competition and we deserve to be in the competition well absolutely because yeah, we got spot our, on. because we got over the line and yes. that's what good teams do they get over the line and I have no doubt that 
you know, this team is going to grow, it is going to progress. Next week, we'll define, we'll define what happens next season. Can we all just agree, though, that that was an awful game of rugby? Uh, I don't want to finish on a total positive. It was, it was, it was awful. Putrid. Referee lost control of a lot of things, yeah. but one of, the main, one of the main things he lost control of was um, guys going down. Oh, the injuries. The injuries. Just leaving guys get strapping on the pitch <laughs> while they sat there. And then getting water carriers on and water carriers off. And it became an absolute mess. He's a very inexperienced ref. I hope he learns some of it. I hope yeah, they, they have to start somewhere and they have to have their first day. So best of luck to Ben Bain, but that is not a good start. And finally, special thanks to Leonardo Mussoni oh, in Zebra. So glad you mentioned him. Who is a one-man whirlwind. He's been... he Anything you need doing, he's the man to talk to. Uh, he's, he's the Italian me- media guy as well as being Parma- or Zebre's media guy. Yep, so as far as I know, he is, yep. So he does Zebre. He organises everything. He knows everything he, about everything he's and everybody. We had our, our line set up. We did an online broadcast for today, which is a huge effort for us. But, uh, I mean, without the help of the guys in the stadium and someone as helpful as him, best guy in the business, and there's some great people out there. Yep, there is. Not only that, but if you imagine you had a press officer... And he only spoke, he had to interpret all the Irish for the non-Irish speaking. And there's Leonardo having to write down all the answers to the questions that the, that the English speaking journalists ask. And then, and then repeat it to all the Italian journalists. Because Michael Bradley obviously can't speak Italian. That's, you know, that's, that's a great job. Yeah. Yeah, he did a superb job in that press conference and it didn't go on too long and he managed to get it all across. That was great stuff. Thanks, Leonardo. I hope he's listening, even if he isn't. You should know, folks. He's brilliant. That's it from us. We have to get a plane at 6.15 in the morning. I think they're closing the restaurant. A very good restaurant it is, too. Beautiful. We should do a podcast on restaurants. Bye, folks. Loose. Cut it loose. Break out or nothing changes Sad and confused Don't wait until